It's time once again for our broadcast, Good News and Better News, where we spend 22 minutes advancing the theory that life really does not suck. And now, here is our host, author, screenwriter, and podcastman, Jonathan Richard Kring. I don't know whether I'm coming or going. That was an imitation of my... Mother's voice, said Norman Bates. <laughs> you see, when I, when I was uh, as a kid, my mud, mother would say that statement. I don't know whether I'm coming or going. <clears throat> I don't know whether I'm coming or going. She said it all the time. You see, as a kid, sometimes I thought she was serious, so I would jump in occasionally and explain to her, we're actually coming home now, Mommy. It's, it's, it's okay. She always looked at me with a frown, realizing that my little childish mind could not comprehend the heights and depths of the struggles of the average adult American female. Oh, but understand, this wasn't limited to my mother. Such a statement was not invented by the ovaries. My father also uttered the same thought. Exasperated, he would proffer. Just when I think I'm coming, suddenly I'm going. See, they were part of a generation that was very, very, very upset that the world was changing. They had done nothing to prepare themselves for such an evolution, and they felt it was their duty to maintain the standards which had been passed along to them by their folks who did not know whether they were coming or gone. There was a, it was a kind of a strange pride in complaining, a, a community agreement to disagree with life. How about that? That's a good example. You would think if we could come up with all these gadgets nowadays and organic vegetables, that we certainly should be able to escape the dreary profile and grumbling spirit that troubles those who discover they're responsible for their own rent, gas, and utilities. I've got to tell you, off camera, the average, I mean, I'm going to say this, the average human being either looks dismayed or depleted. Does it actually have something to do with coming and going? Is there confusion that makes us believe that our coming should be our going, or maybe it's vice versa? Because the same people, the same mom and dad and aunts and uncles and grandmas and grandpas that taught me to enjoy cotton candy and popcorn at the movie also gave me the information about racial bigotry and gender bias. Why? Scared shitless of change. Just scared shitless. When are we coming? And where are we going, for that matter? These end up being very important questions for our primary job, 
our chase for the gold in this journey certainly has to be to keep from going crazy. And going crazy is much trickier than it's made out to be. If you're legitimately mentally ill and it can be proven by you running down the street naked, quoting from the book of Deuteronomy, a home will be provided for you with three meals a day and nice conversations with men and women who will study your brain. They are not frauds. Remember, they're Freud's. Easy to get that confused. But if you don't remove your clothes or go nuts on some issue, you can be a little bit crazy, which only ends up limiting your possibilities and maybe hurting the lives of those around you. Here's one of the things. We've kind of made it permissible to be a little bit crazy. We've, we've, we've got boundaries on it. You know, we have to stay within the boundaries of what we consider to be a little bit crazy. But we've made it permissible to be a little bit crazy. So our society, in a growing sense, has become a hotbed of nurturing fruits and nuts. So what is it that makes us a little crazy? Anytime that we find ourselves promoting two very insane ideas, two completely wacko concepts. We allow a little bit of crazy to inhabit our world and threaten us all. Here they they are. Number one, life is not fair. Number two, life is hard. After all, not one of us will put up with being cheated in an unfair world, and we're all too lazy to do anything really hard. Therefore, we will dump our frustrations onto everybody else around us and say, what did you expect me to do? This is not fair. This is hard. This is complicated. Yet I will tell you, when you let either one of these things Life is not fair and life is hard. Seep into your soul. <laughs> You're just going to be end up bound for crazy town. Just going to end up. That's why we have so many people who quietly are on medication. Because what they're medicating is a misconception. Two of them. They're medicating this misconception that life is unfair and life is hard. Now you probably you're probably not going to go out with these mistakes and blow up a building, but you will find yourself exploding relationships, ignoring opportunities, and expressing ingratitude, which leaves people wondering if you even care. If you want to go crazy, all you have to do is learn how to really effectively bitch a bitch about how unfair things are and how hard it seems to be you can strike up a conversation anywhere in the world if you're willing to succumb to that level of craziness life's really unfair and life is hard your job 
instead of going crazy, is to start coming. And where you need to come is to your senses. Likewise, if, if there's two things that drive you crazy, there's two sensible concepts, statements, that should rattle around in our brains all the time. Number one, life is what we make it. Every time I try to think about who I can blame, I find out that I'm holding most of the grocery sacks. And number two, it's fine that it's mine. It's fine that it's my responsibility. It is my responsibility. And when I start pointing fingers at people, I'm telling them that I would like them to become my caretaker because I can't function. We may not like hearing these ideas. We've already, well, actually, we've already ordered the refreshments for our latest pity party. It seems strange to send them back. But there is a great disservice. It happens in religion. It really happens as I, sometimes as I listen to the news. We keep trying to find a Satan. A Satan who's come comes along, who whose job it is to get up every morning and try to destroy our joy and contentment. In religion, it is actually Lucifer. And in our society, it's evil empires, evil dictators, evil philosophies, which are going to come and disrupt our democracy and take away our joy and contentment and leave our children in tears. It causes us to go just a little crazy because we're always blaming some sort of devil. Uh, there's the devil right there. There's there now that is liquid evil. We must start coming to our senses. Our life is up to us because it is our responsibility. Also, I'm going to tell you this. Are you ready? If you're gonna, if you're not coming home, you're going astray. We should be coming home all the time. And what is home? Home is your testimony, my testimony. It's what we've seen and what we've heard. It's the blessings that we've handled with our hands that confirm to us that even though things seem difficult, if we just hang in there, trust what we have experienced, there's always a way of escape that will pop to the surface. Hope is also the people who love us instead of the people we wish loved us. Home are those friends of ours who already have expressed our love instead of us chasing down, chasing down those who've made it quite clear that they're indifferent. You start going astray when you chase people who are running away from you instead of towards you. Did you get that? I just want them to like me. They don't. I don't know why. Maybe they're jealous. Maybe they're angry. Maybe they, you look like somebody they saw in a horror movie. I don't know why, but it's not worth chasing. Whatever their reasons may be, no matter how deep your devotion may be to them, chasing other human beings 
who really do not want to be around you makes you start going astray. You start trying to do things that they do so you can please them. And that's where a lot of young people end up in drugs because they're trying to please somebody who will never be pleased and really is not interested in them. And what is the problem with being astray? It's not your home. It's not your testimony. It's not your grounds. It's not your thinking turf. It's not what you understand. Your home is where you can relax. Astray is where you have to be guarded, careful, because you're on someone else's turf. When we find ourselves going astray, we begin to look for carnal solutions, forced sexual encounters, drugs, alcohol, and the worst drug of all, self-pity. We, we, we need to work on coming home, which in a nutshell is my life is what I make it. So therefore, what happens is my responsibility, praise God, amen. Pardon that. Remnants of my youth. Would I want it to be any other way? Do I want your actions to affect me so much that I am frozen in fear? Do I want your opinions to rule me? Home is where we're content with what we've learned as we decide what needs to be done and what we need to learn more of. You've got time for one more. How about this? It's our responsibility to be coming to God. You may not know that, but God does not chase you. He, do, he doesn't pursue you. Matter of fact, if you want to believe that God doesn't care, God can do a pretty effective rendition of apathy. If you choose to believe that God's mean, then all the anger and evil of the world will just walk up and slap you right in the face. The good book says, if you want to have God, if you really desire to have God, you have to draw close to him because only when you make that solution through your free will does he draw close to you. You've got to be coming to God. Some people do a horrible impersonation of this process by doing something, by going to church. This is true. Church is the absolute worst place to find God. If you're really coming to God, you will never achieve it by going to church because church is a place you go to strengthen other people and find inner hope through them and from them. It's a fellowship. Church is no more the house of God than the VFW hall in a little town is the headquarters for the American army. Church is a beer joint, not a vineyard or a winery. It's a place where we go to drink with others and talk and testify gain strength, but it's not God's house. If you have a plan on coming to God, you must realize that he, he's not a religious prick. God is science. God is nature. God is animals. God, God's, God's in the sun that shines on your face, and he's in the rain that splashes on your head. God is the universe. God is diversity. 
God is discovery. God is in the mutations. God is in birth. God is evolution. He does not live and abide within the pages of a book as a character who is only revealed if you have some time to read and study. His character, his fiber, his essence surrounds us. It even infiltrates the air we breathe. But if we don't know that, if we don't realize that God is not against things, but instead he celebrates, he's God celebrates the fullness of all things, we will go to church and sit down in the pew and pick our favorite sins and sinners and condemn the world, feeling and doing so that God is patting us on the head for being a great hall monitor making sure all the other little kids are told on so they'll get in trouble. You get extra candy then. There you go. If you're coming to God, you've got to do two things. Number one, value your life. Secondly, honor the earth. Otherwise, you'll end up going to church while you devalue your life because you believe yourself to be some sort of helpless sinner and thinking that all people everywhere are nothing but evil. The success and joy you experience on your journey will be based upon your coming and going. So maybe in that way, my mother was right because she did not know whether she was coming or going. She was always ready for defeat. So let's review. We're coming to our senses. If we aren't, we're going crazy. We're coming home to the testimony of what we know. And if we're not, we're going astray, chasing the wind. We're coming to God before going to church and being a testimony and a strength to others. We found God on Monday. So by Sunday, we've got an awful lot to share with our friends. The good news is, if you know where to come, you will know where to go. And the better news is, truth is never hidden. It's always just the next thing to do when we decide not to overthink. That's it for today. Stay tuned next week when we will gather once again and find ways to put the pin back in the grenade. Be sure to subscribe and follow us on social media and at goodnewsandbetternews.com.